Welcome to our Good Friday communion service. Good that you're with us today and uh, welcome to visitors. We will, in the, uh, following the service, have an opportunity to meet informally. There's refreshments and I'm told an ample supply of uh, hot cross buns. Very appropriate today. This is a day of bitter, sweet emotion. We come together as a people who believe and trust in the living God, whose ways are beyond our understanding, whom we love and trust. So, welcome to this bitter, sweet emotion. A service in which we remind ourselves, first of all, that we will reflect on the unfolding drama of the scriptures. And also we remember, as we shall meet at the Lord's table, do this in remembrance of me. And I hope that we will receive fresh grace to renew our faith, hope, and love. So may we pray together. Remind ourselves it was spoken of Jesus long before his birth. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole, and with his stripes we are healed. Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. God continues to show his love to us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Lord, as we reflect briefly on those words of challenge, we are humbled, and yet we are thankful. And so give us grace now to help in our time of need. As we listen to the unfolding drama and passion of your coming, and oftentimes as we reflect on our own personal sorrows, they find deeper meaning and comfort in your sorrow. Come see if there was any sorrow like it. So we praise you, loving Lord, and we ask now that with heart and mind and will, these familiar hymns will come with a freshness and renewed faith. And so we pray for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we gather together now our thoughts and emotions and our desire to come before you meaningfully on this momentous day, joining with people throughout the whole world who realize something of not only the mystery but the wonder of your redeeming love. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us so much that you endured the cross for our salvation. 
And we thank you that amidst the humiliation and pain of Golgotha, you forgave your oppressors and prayed for them. Fill us with such wonder at your suffering love that we might long to be transformed by it so that all of our relationships will be impacted through it. Living Lord, we celebrate that the way of the cross is shown by the way of salvation. Your love and forgiveness displayed as the keys of redemption. Your sacrificial love is offered as the foundation of our hope which is steadfast and sure. Father, today in remembrance and awe we tread once more that holy ground of Calvary. This place of abandonment has become the scene of our adoration. This place of suffering has become the source of our peace. This same place of violence has become the battlefield on which love triumphs. So Lord, we will briefly relive these events this day with awe as we count again the cost of our salvation. We realize too the poverty of words that are so inadequate to express our thanksgiving except our silent adoration. And all our unspoken prayers we bring through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from Mark chapter 15, verses 1 to 20. Jesus before Pilate. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and turned him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. 
but the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is, the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him, and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe, put on his own clothes, and then they led him out to crucify him. The second reading this morning follows on from the first, in uh, Mark chapter 15, verses 21-32, the crucifixion. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine, mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heat insults on him. The death of Jesus. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry, 
and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph, and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. When it comes to thinking about the cross of reading or singing or praying, there are so many perspectives. Here's a different one. Side by side, we grew up as thieves, my brother and I. Well, if you'd been in Jerusalem, you know what it would be like. Easy to snatch from stalls, from pockets. Then we progressed further to knives. It's quicker. We got bolder side by side. We worked our patch and took the consequences when we were caught. Then, on these crosses, separated. Who and why was the one in the middle? My cool brother didn't want to know him, bravado for sure. But couldn't he see Jesus was the one? The one we should have met long before. And in spite of everything, he was offering us to enter heaven. Side by side, he and me. And later that day, we were there. The Apostle Paul says an intriguing thing about the cross to a very cultured society in Corinth. He says this in 1 Corinthians 1.22 The Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we Preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Now that's a very striking verse. I just want to make a brief comment on it and ask you to think about it as it applies to us. Paul refers to the cross of Jesus Christ as foolishness to the Greeks. And one could readily understand why he should do that. After all, to the Greek mind, to the prevailing culture, sophistication, philosophy, learning, our exalted pursuit fits the purpose of life. How could one crucified spell knowledge? And then, to the Jewish mind, very different, different culture, different thinking, different reference point. The cry was for freedom. Their whole history is one that reflects oppression, occupying forces, whether it's the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Romans or indeed Jerusalem, which has been pillaged and ravaged by war. What they want is 
conqueror. How could a Messiah crucified possibly help? You see, the dilemma of thinking about the cross. Think about it a little more. Here we are today and 2,000 years later. Crucifixion was a humiliating encounter. So humiliating, in fact, that the Roman legislation of the day prevented a citizen ever to be crucified. Whatever their crimes, execution, but not crucifixion. It, it wasn't only humiliating, it was excruciating. An interesting word, excruciating. Literally the Latin, out of the cross. Crucifixion was a defining word for pain. But from the perspective of the New Testament, it's clear and it's this. There is a distinction between the event of the cross, which we think about today, and its significance, its meaning. The event is a historic one, along with countless other crucifixions, doubtless. But the significance is the very essence of the gospel. God standing in our place and taking our sin upon himself. Does this not give us sort of pause for thought for a moment on this day? Think of the humiliation, the agony, the path that Jesus chose. We've learned to live at certain levels and this strange religious word called sin which so we so tragically minimize because it breaks the grandeur of that relationship for which we were created. This great exchange, a saviour and sinners reconciled through his love and so begins the great, not just the great escape if you like, but the great exchange. Put it like this, personalize it. Here today we have forgiveness instead of bitterness. By the death of Christ we are set free and our sins are forgiven. Peace instead of enmity. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Love instead of indifference. God poured out his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But you see how this impinges on our lives now then, hope instead of despair. And eternal life instead of eternal separation. Whereas the Son has life, whoever does not have the Son does not have life. In your mind's eye, finally, come to this scene which we've read in Mark's 
account in the gospel. Here's the irony of all this. Think of it like this. When you think about the passion narrative as it's called, it reaches its peak when the title is nailed above Jesus' head. King of the Jews. He's the king. But to establish his kingdom he must die for his subjects. The soldiers, albeit in ignorance, were right. This was a coronation on the cross. The mockery that he can't save himself is, ironically, correct. He can't. That is, if he were to save himself, he could not save us. Think of it in another way. It was not the Father's purpose to rescue him. But it was the purpose of the Father and the Son to rescue us through him. The chief priests, with all of their cynicism, orchestrating events, the chief priests claimed they would believe if he came down from the cross. We, conversely, believe because he stayed on the cross. And I guess our shame often is that it's our sin requires the cross. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, the hymn writer says, In my place condemned he stood, sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah. What a saviour. And on this good Friday, make that exchange once more, wherever we are, and see not only the, the mystery, but apply the healing, the wholeness of grace that still flows to us from the cross. Just take a, a moment to be still and we will sing a hymn and break bread and collectively drink of the communal cup. May we pray together. Lord, we would want to borrow language to thank you. You are our dearest friend. And we pray that you would even now deliver us from familiarity. Give us clarity of vision and sincerity of heart to come before you once more and in our mind's eye to picture you as the great substitute you so loved the world that you gave your only son and heavenly father we thank you for the Lord Jesus and thank you for the Holy Spirit's continuous
continuing work in our lives his living presence in our hearts come to us again with all of the variety of experiences that we have today for those who have a degree of sorrow in the loss of a loved one and for those who continue to struggle in the privacy of their homes and hearts where life has become enormously challenging every day and it seems sometimes Lord if we were to articulate really how we think that we might feel that we are abandoned yet we know that it is not so come again to us in all the variety of our needs and meet with us now personally and indeed collectively we thank you Heavenly Father for the cross of Jesus Christ our Saviour Redeemer and Friend hear us we pray in your name Amen and we are going to use this prayer of preparation as we make the transition around the Lord's table many of you will know it those who don't we can read it prayerfully read it together Almighty God to whom all hearts are open all desires known and from whom no secrets are hidden cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord Amen Please sit down So on this Good Friday in the name of our risen Lord Jesus come to this table not because you must but because you may not because you are strong but oftentimes because of personal weakness come not because of any goodness you have gives you or I a right to come but because we need mercy and help come because oftentimes we love the Lord a little and would want to love him more come because he loves you and gave himself for you come and meet the crucified yet risen Lord for we are his body we will give thanks for the bread and then we will receive it and then for the cup and as a body drink of it together and Karen is going to lead us in thanksgiving let's pray Father we thank you on this good Friday that you sent your son Jesus Lord that it was no right on our behalf 
and that he obeyed obeyed you because he loves because of your love for us and Lord as we share in the bread we just reflect on his body on the cross and the anguish that he went through for each of us here and we are truly thankful Amen Our Lord Jesus on that night when he was betrayed he took bread and when he didn't thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you and so down through the corridors of time believers have come and broken of this bread reminding themselves and ourselves right up to today we do this in remembrance of our Lord Jesus until that day when he will return eat of the bread with thanksgiving and feed in your heart on Christ by faith this is my body which is broken for you this is a cup of blessing which we are to receive and Alistair will lead us in thanksgiving let's pray <clears throat> Heavenly Father we give you thanks for this time when we can draw aside from the clamour of the day and of the week we thank you for sending your son to die on our behalf we thank you for his shed blood shed on our behalf you demanded shed blood for the forgiveness of sins and we thank you that your son stood in our stead and suffered on our behalf Father we give you thanks that each and every day you are with us your son's sacrifice on our behalf covers everything for every day and we give you thanks for that Father bless us today we give you thanks for your son we pray for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit in our lives that we may be effective witnesses to you and live a life worthy of your name we pray these things in Jesus name Amen, Amen. Please receive the cup and keep it so as an expression of our unity in the body of Christ. We shall drink of it together. So we lift the cup of salvation and once more we call on the name of the Lord. This is my body which is broken for you. This is my blood which is shed for you. Drink of it in remembrance of Jesus and be thankful. And a final prayer together, <coughs> praying for one another and our prayers reaching many parts of the world where there is conflict and injustice and sorrow and accidents and coming right back to ourselves where we are at this particular time in our personal and family lives 
we come to you, Lord Jesus. Graciously hear our prayers today. We pray for the communities surrounding this church. And we pray where there is a living witness to the risen, exalted Lord, that that would increase and abound yet more and more. People would be brought out of darkness into your wonderful light, from despair to a living hope. Lord, we thank you that this is a, a good day for us. And we are humbled in your presence. Would you hear all of our prayers today, these unspoken yearnings of our hearts? And lead us now in prayer. You taught your disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. In the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May we share in the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.